Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Elsie. Hello, Jess. How are you? I'm well. Are you? Yeah, I am. Good. Everyone healthy? No. Oh, who's sick now? I know. Well, my little May May, she started to get, I think we, we came to Pittsburgh and Pap had a little bit of a cold and Nanny got a little bit of a cold and then May May's getting a little bit of a cold. So oh dear. she, um, it's just everybody's throat is a little bit hurty slash allergies, right? Yeah. You know what? It could be allergies. You're right. Because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh does seem to have more allergens, allergies than... Mm-hmm. Most places, and the air quality here in Pittsburgh is is kind of crappy. Boo. Yeah. So it, you know what? You you might be right about that because Hunter actually hasn't been having that. So maybe I should consider giving her something before she goes to sleep today. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See if it works. See if it works. Yeah. But other than that, though, it's been cool, and I have internet. Everybody will be happy. Forty down, forty up. That's not bad. Woo. Well, I know what you do. I know. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so at least for this we week. We won't have any issues. That's true. That's true. That is good. Gotta tell you, I'm loving the internet speed. Yay! So my, that's been great. My tonsils were all messed up. I definitely had allergies. I, know. I went to the doctor last week and he gave me Flonase and also an antibiotic, which I hate taking medicine so much. So. I'm trying to avoid it, but Scott won't let me. But it does help, I guess. I mean, I I can't believe that I've grown into allergies after 40-some years, 41 years of not having them. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I have allergies. And then yesterday, well, so I got freaked out on Sunday. Like, we were eating dinner, and we had gone to the Amish market and gotten some seafood, and we... Wait, to know, the what? Amish market. We have an Amish oh, okay, market. Oh, okay. Okay. Amish market. Okay. It's like a farmer's market, but mostly run by the Amish. Mm-hmm. And so we... Um, had brought home shrimp and crab cake and he tried to bite a shrimp and he was like enjoying it but he it was too chewy for him to swallow so we were like he would like chew it spit it out chew another piece spit it out it was kind of like bulimics way of eating shrimp and then um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he had crab cake and then i noticed like the side of his mouth all the way like like the whole side of his mouth was like bright red not swollen <gasps> yeah 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 but full on red like a sunburn like a horrible sunburn and so of course naturally scott freaks into he's going to stop breathing we have to take him to the hospital and i was like no he did this with cinnamon you kind of just have to like w-. so you know we called the doctors told us to wait it out whatever but then yesterday and i'm hoping these are unrelated he was perfectly fine no problem whatsoever like did a burp after nap and then food poured out of him he just vomited up everything he had ever eaten and then was mostly angry because it got on his shoes he was like shoes like apparently yelling about it i wasn't with him he was at school so they had to call me and give me a plastic baggie with all this stuff in it and like sweet it was pretty gross but like he hasn't thrown up since like and i think he he has this game he plays with himself where like he likes to stick his whole hand in his mouth because he's an idiot and every time i'm just like please don't do that because he has <laughs> gagged i think he may have made himself throw up but still he can't go he's home today 
Can't go back to school for 20, 48 hours. But I mean, health wise, they're we're all fine except for a weird vomiting incident. I guess that's just what kids do, right? Yeah, it's it's very interesting how they take that? it. Yeah, well, I've told you like there was that those there were those times oh, where yeah. May May would just wake up and throw up, and then she mm-hmm. would just go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, that was Emily. Yeah, that's put. You know what? what? It's May May. I forgot May May was the vomiter. I thought that was well. Hunter. No, no, no. It actually is Hunter's the one that just did it this last time. But May May did it when she was. I think it was an allergic thing yeah. when we were in Pittsburgh when she was more of a baby when she was about yeah. Isaac's age. Oh yeah, it's allergies. And I was like, "What the heck?" Mm-hmm. Because it was. I was like, "Why are you not bothered by?" Like it bothered me. I had to clean everything up, but she just would have very easily just slept in her own vomit. Oh, I know. You know, and I'm like, "What?" So one time he did it at yeah. the recently he did it at the dinner table. Scott was shoveling food in. Oh my god, he was shoveling it. He did actually eat shrimp that night too. Anyway, he was shoveling it in at a alarming rate. And uh, and and Isaac was having the time of his life. Then he gave him a taste of refried beans, and everything came back out on the table. And then he Sweet. stuck his hands in it and mushed it all around. Yeah, great. I was ready to kill somebody. Yeah. Oh my god, I was so horrified. But yeah, I guess uh, this is really grossing out. The- I know everybody. This is oh, hello, good, 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 happy week. Hi, podcasters. Hello, guys. Vomit on Monday. What are your kids you. going to be for Halloween? Well, we still we're slightly interesting without talking about that. So yes, we are. And actually, it's after Halloween for. Most people. Oh right, but no, but, it's actually on Halloween. It's Monday. That's right. So, what are you going to kids? Monday. Where are they going to be for Halloween? Yeah. So, yeah, so our my time. my baby, my five year old, uh, she is going to be um, what's his name from Paw Patrol? Mar- not Marshall. The other dude, Chase. Chase. She He's is the Chase. Cop. Chase. Chase, yeah. the cop, mm-hmm. the blue cop mm-hmm. from Paw Patrol, because she she really is a dog slash wolf. She believes in her heart. She is that. Yeah, I do and too. She, she um honestly I, I when she you did I tell you this? We went over to a museum in um it wasn't a museum, it was like one of those nature centers over in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's this arboretum type place. Oh, I love gorgeous, those gorgeous place. So we walk in there and they have this incredible exhibit of basically every wolf in the mountains. Wow. Like all these wow. different types. Just Stunning pieces of, you know, the stuffed ones, of course, which is a little freaky at the same time. But they're, they were so beautiful. And May was like, Mama, my people. Oh, my God. I was just going to say. <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> when you meet her, when you when you talk with her, she will bark at you back. Yeah. Like, that's what she does. <laughs> She does not, well. It's not more quite like, that, like that. But she does have a dog like yeah. She does so, have a dog energy, I guess. Yeah. So then that's what she wants to be. And then interestingly enough, May May. I mean Hunter chose to be a she wolf. But we we talked May out of wanting to be a werewolf because it was a scary cost. I mean. It's really yeah. scary costume. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to have that thing around your face the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so anyway, but then Hunter chose to be a she-wolf of some kind, but her outfit looks more like a normal outfit for a teenager. <laughs> you should probably send that to Clarissa. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. She would love it. Yeah. So anyway, mate, Hunter's got like these woofy this wolf hat thing and glove things and booty things and this like ripped up sort of dress with like jagged things, but it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is some kind of she wolf. What about Isaac? Did he pick anything or did you pick it for him? He sort of picked it. We went to the Halloween store 
and I showed him Elmo. I sort of gave him three choices at one time, like, because just because I found them all at the same time. But I was like, oh, look, Elmo. Oh, look, a policeman. Oh, look, train conductor. And he looked at the policeman and went, bye. Oh, okay. And he looked at Elmo and went, bye. Like, that's the thing. He doesn't say no. He just says bye. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of nice, actually. It is nice. Also, it feels a little dismissive. Because he'll be like, talk to the hand. Bye, mom. I was like, hey, I'm not, I'm not leaving. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's a little hurtful. But uh, yeah, so bye, policeman. Oh and, and I was like, okay, okay. Or like when we, when we first pick him up from school, that's his way of saying, get me the F out of here is he'll go. Oh. Bye, doors. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Mom. Bye, guys. Oh bye, guys. Gosh. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, doing it. And then at one, one time he's done this, he went, bye, guys! And I was like, all righty, better oh. go. He's a bossy little boy, polite but bossy. So, um, yeah, so he's going to be a train conductor. Oh, well, little, he loves trains, he though. He loves obviously. trains. So yeah, it's going to be yeah. conductor hat and kerchief and overalls. And then we're going to have a little birthday party for him on the 5th. Actually, well, that's exciting. Yeah. Is it going to be train? Yes, train themed. Yes. Yeah. Not That's sure how, time. but I'm going to do chugga chugga two two because he's two. Oh, see, you're so. I was just no, like, I'm not creative. I looked it up on Etsy. Oh well, still though, you you know the reason that I had any kind of remotely interesting art things is because you sent me. I was like, what do I do with the party? And you <laughs> sent me like the pictures. I'm like, oh, this is an easy one. Pinterest and Etsy. If you're doing a birthday party oh, and you don't look God. on Pinterest and Etsy, you're just having pizza and cake. Because yeah, I. I was yeah. so excited with the art stuff. Yeah. I was like, ooh, this is so easy. And the kids totally loved it. They did? And yeah. You never yay. showed me. Yay. I never did, right? It's like handprints. I made, um, you some, it was like these hand, like you basically the make. Fish? Yeah. Yeah. From a handprint. Now, I just cut everything out previously, so they didn't have to deal with that. And oh, all smart. I had to do was buy googly eyes. <laughs> That's it. And they were over at the dollar store. Yeah. Who knew that they had googly eyes I didn't. there? I, that's a new one for me. And those little, what are those little sticks? The popsicle sticks? They had that too. Oh, that I probably could have guessed. And I was like, what? Tongue depressors, this is right? Awesome. Tongue- yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah. I, it was super easy and very, very affordable to be able to do all of that stuff. That's and so make cool. Me great fishes. Fishes. Fish. Fish. <laughs> fish. Fish like me. Instead of mouses. Yeah. Uh, Pinterest and Etsy. It's not me, but I mean. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out my little train. What are my train activities going to be? Yeah, because coloring help. is not, you know, I mean, it's okay, but like, I would like to do an art thing like you. But we're having it at the JCC, and they oh. already provide a moon bounce, and then also we're getting a kids, a guy who comes to their class and sings kids songs. Silly Joe, he's going to be at the party too. Oh, so, okay. Oh, you know what Joe we did? That's like the hugest hit in the whole entire world, which we copied from the party that we went to before. Hmm. Was a scavenger hunt. Oh, and so what we did is um, we went to a five-year-old's party, and then we did it for for Hunter, and it's the easiest thing ever. You just buy little, like, crappy little trinkets, like a pencil, stickers, an eraser, you know, stuff like that, and you just look for different places around the area. They could they are super simple stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and then you get you gather the kids around, and you say. 
you know, you give them a clue about really simple clue about where this place might be around, you know, the house or something. Like where do where does do people usually cook dinner? Mm-hmm. In the kitchen. You know, and they all run over there and they look for the bag. And then so they, they find the stuff and everybody gets it. And it they adore it. It doesn't matter what it is, but they just love figuring it out. They had such a great time. That is so, the perfect idea. But for me, not for another couple of years. Yeah. You need to I'm lucky bit, if they like remember to eat with a fork, much less yeah. know where the kitchen is. Yeah, you have is. a little tiny. I think five <laughs> and up is good. Yeah, maybe. I totally get Even it. Even three. I think you could do it next year. Like I yeah. can say, where's this? And he knows. But like all of them to know, that's, I don't know about that. Yeah, but it was cute. So no, oh, it sounds awesome. Idea, idea. That sounds awesome. Okay, all right. <clears throat> so we mo- uh, right, let's move to some news. How about so, some news? Yes, the news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. Elsie, don't you ever get tired of hearing my voice do that? No, I don't. I Maybe I should do, do it. I'll do one and I'll send it to, to uh, and um, can, John. And then he can like alternate and alternate. then you can feel the way I feel because I feel it's awesome. But it's really weird when you hear your own voice and it Dude. sounds... <laughs> Dude. Yes. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I hate it because I sound so much like that. I know. It's <laughs> frightening. I know. I know See? how you feel. Oh, my God. This yeah. is crazy. Wait, I can't tell make it happen, or... yo. <laughs> <laughs> can't tell if it's you or the thing. I know. Right. It's pretty freaky. Okay. So, news. We have some news here. Uh, uh, very was... exciting. Very exciting. Well, I just wanted to touch base on, on the way that podcasting is sort of being, it really is being taken up by mainstream media in really interesting ways, which is what I've found to be you know, whoa, I want to kind of talk about this. So I just bumped into USA Today's podcast, which is very not what you would think. It is called Due Date. And it really, I believe it just started. And it's about having a baby. So I mean, from what I can tell, it's supposed to be an uncensored story of pregnant life. But like, who censors that exactly? But that's fine. Well, I believe that this is less, I think the uncensored part is is based on who's putting it out there, meaning USA Today, which if they ran a story on being pregnant, it would probably be a little bit cleaned up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she had some issues during her pregnancy rather than going into the nitty gritty of what it, what these issues might possibly be. Yeah. It just says, yeah, you'll learn about me, my family, my uncensored journey through pregnancy. I mean, interesting, I wonder what caused this, I would love to hear the backstory behind what caused this to happen. Like, she's in a new job, she's not an listener, she's not a podcaster. No. What made them take a look at her and her pregnancy and go, we've got to do a podcast? Like, of all the things that they do at USA Today, why is this girl? Well, it could be because I do believe she pitched it. She was just like, I think I, I think she felt a need. She felt a need to do something you know and then she pitched it and they were okay and she was like all right let's do it and you know in a way it's also not as high profile as doing a podcast that is a little bit more in mainstream news true because that would be a little bit more reporting stuff like I, i figure i think that it would take a little bit more whereas due date is a little bit more it's it's personal so 
Yeah, but it's for USA Today. Right. That's so public. I know. It is very public. So that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty interesting. So anyway, there's due date, and then ABC 27, and I'm not sure exactly what this is. Is did ABC 27. Did you listen to this one at all? No, I did not. Oh, my God. The first five what? minutes, I was like, it's the best thing ever. Oh. It's so good. Is it? Okay, so yes. ABC 27, investigators launch on deadline weekly podcast. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, so it's ABC 27, which frankly, I don't know what city that's in, but it's not like yeah, ABC. It's ABC no, 27, right. which I really need to figure out where it is. Cause I mean, WHTM. I'm not sure what that is. Let me just do a home either. here and see. Harrisburg. It's PA. Harrisburg. Adams oh my County. God, get out of town. Look at that. I'm in. Good day, PA. Yeah, it's PA. Okay. That's so cool. So um, it's basically a week. It says it's a weekly podcast about societal, political, and community issues that affect you. Amanda, Dennis, and Kendra join. I invite you to join the conversation that goes beyond headlines and learn about behind the scenes. And I turn on the first one, and she's like, she's very um, anchory. Uh huh. And I guess it's Kendra. She's like, um. Hello, and welcome to ABC 27's Investigators Team Weekly Podcast. Like the way they drag the shit yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. every newscast. And then she's like, just so you know, we decided to do a podcast and we liked it. Here's the first episode. <laughs> it's oh like my really God, funny. Hilarious. It was hilarious. <gasps> and then you can tell that that part is like pre-recorded because then she's like, she... Sorry, oops. She oops. she kind of lightens up after that, and then she uh-huh. introduces. She's like, "Amanda's with me, Dennis is with me, and here's what we're going to talk about." In this episode, we're going to talk about, and it was really interesting. It was like, "Why is the news so negative?" We're also yeah. going to be talking about this moving scam and how difficult it is for the victims to get closure, and then whether or not you know through the election, there's going to be such a thing as a wasted vote. And I was like, "I have to hear it," and I stopped uh-huh. listening then because, like, I don't know. I don't know why I had to stop listening, but I just it, some, something distracted me. But I was immediately fascinated because it That's was like awesome. you only see helmet, hair, and suits. Oh, yeah. this is what. Then they start talking about. They're like, we're all just trying to get used to the fact that there's like not a camera in our face. And then the other girl was like, next time we can do this in sweatpants. And they oh all my laugh. God. And they all <laughs> laugh, right? And I'm just like, this is the dream. Yeah, it's so good already. It's five minutes in, so I suggest you listen to it just because it's fun to hear like newscasters like chill. Yeah. And not be so, like, stiff. That's part of why it's good and a good idea, I think. I was just thinking, too, that how hard would it be to do some... Imagine if we had to do our show. I mean, in some way, I think that it would probably help us be better in some in some ways. But imagine if you had, like, 30 seconds to do all of our news. And look perfect, not yeah. sneeze or cough. Right. Or get a phone call or, or and not like have a stutter. feeling about it and not have a feeling and not comment because that's the hardest part where you're just like, and so and so has a podcast. Like you could, it's really hard for us, I think, to just say something and not already have an opinion. For me, the pressure is the live part. Like I could do Saturday Night Live live, but I don't know if I could read the news live because I'm so snarky. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You'd have to be like, you have to remove. Like, you know what would happen if you did the news? I would just start laughing. <laughs> I would just Come start on, laughing. I'd be good. No, well, what I'm saying is I would see you. I would see you trying so hard not to that it's so. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I'm laughing and not even. 
That's that, I was, that was good. That I, I, I just, I wouldn't be able to handle it. To watch you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's fun. That's a that good time. That is very odd. Um, yes. I'm wondering if I could pull up a thing. I think I could do it. I, I really don't have very many feelings. So hmm. I don't know that I would be as uh, awkward But you have as you opinions. Think. You have opinions. It's not about being awkward. Let me see. All right. It's the opinionation. Let me try the this article. Let me just try this first two paragraphs of this article and you tell me okay. what you think. Which article? doesn't matter. I'm just picking okay. one off their site. A Harrisburg man is headed to trial for carjacking a woman in the parking lot of the Walmart store in Swatara Township last month. All charges against 45-year-old Michael Ortiz were held for court after a preliminary hearing Wednesday. Police say Ortiz was being chased by security officers after an attempted theft when he entered a woman's car and demanded she drive him from the store. He also threatened the woman and her passenger by claiming he had something that would give them HIV. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. You did good. I I can be pretty emotionless about like. That's pretty good. I mean, now that I'm reading it, though, differently, it's hilarious. It is, especially the last <laughs> line, so which mean. is bizarre. It's I, so weird. It's like the meanest thing you could do is just be like, driver, I'll give you the clap. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's horrible. But it's a pretty horrible crime. That's a good one awful. I picked there. Yes. My God. But, but anyway. You did really well. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, I think I could, you could probably do it too. It's just like doing your robot deal. Like you're not, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't laugh. At, I mean, I, w- I mean, it was hilarious. It's hilarious when I'm listening to it because I know it's you, but like well, if I were I'm playing saying. the game. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. I think it would be kind of fun. So, yeah, you'd be you'd do good. So, My dad okay, always thought I it. would be a, a newscaster. He was disappointed really? when I didn't. Yeah, he thought I'd be the next Katie Couric. I was like, I'm oh nowhere God. near that cute, but thank you. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. With, with, a, with a sense of humor. Yeah, I'm way too funny to be Katie. Yes. I, I mean, me interviewing Sarah Palin, how many times <gasps> was Katie like, wait, wait, I have to stop the interview. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Did she really just say that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Go it. Yeah. That would be hard. That would be hard for me. Yes. Yeah. I think for most of us. Okay. So, All right. And the last one. <clears throat> the last is this one. one. It's called. Well, actually, the headline says Gen Tech's podcasting debut taps science podcast geek chic. All right. So the reason I found this to be kind of interesting is because the website that I found this in is called Fierce Pharma. <laughs> And, you know, I don't know about you, but when you hear about big pharma, what do you feel? Well, my sister's a pharmaceutical sales rep. So and there's okay. actually a lot of those companies here, like AstraZeneca is based here. And um, it's actually right. I could walk there. It's down the street. Um, and there's one in Philadelphia that's really big, too. What is the name of it? It starts with a W. doesn't matter. The I point is, I think I have probably different associations than other people. Like they mm. probably think pharma's the devil. But right. I know scientists, like I have good friends that are scientists that work at AstraZeneca and my sister sells the drugs and I know that she's very passionate about helping the doctors medicate their patients correctly and she's not really trying to hurt, you know, they're not really yeah. given incentives to hurt people, but rather like, hey, I mean, in fact, she gets very irritated when doctors won't see her because she's just like, fine, treat them with stuff from the 1920s then. Right. You know, she gets really irritated that they're not doing what's best for their patients. And so I probably have a different view than most people. But Fierce Pharma is a great name for a website, no matter what you talk about. I know. Well, see, this is what I'm talking about. We all have different opinions about like 
about big pharma or even pharmaceuticals in general, right? Yeah, well, that's a different so, story. I hate taking drugs, but yes. But the in, but what I found so interesting was the topic of this podcast, and I thought, huh, I this could be a really interesting way of educating the public and even changing perceptions and really sharing a lot of the positive things that are going out on there are actually just allowing for there to be a, a deeper conversation than like, oh, that sucks, or I hate this, mm-hmm. or I don't want to take that, because that's kind of where I come from. So I have a stigma based around pharma, where it's like, that it sucks. I don't want to take basically. stuff either, yeah, but I, I mean, don't hate the people that sell it. I guess that's the difference. Is yeah, that yeah. I know they and work so, really hard to do a good products. And then that's Merc. what I'm thinking about. I'm like, that's Merc. That's oh, here. Merc that's is right. here Merc. in Philly. Okay, so there. what's interesting is, so here's a little bit of the description of this. It says, while podcasts are not typical marketing content vehicles for pharma, that's true, mm-hmm. general science podcasts now number in the hundreds. Some of the more well-known ones include astrophysicist Neil deGrasse, Tyson's Star Talk, and uh, Radio Lab, which is also You know who Neil deGrasse and Tyson is, don't you? Yes, okay, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, podcast overall are growing in both audience and programming. So it's got some stats on there. And so what they did is that they started to bolster the reputation, which is why they put this out there. And really, it's a, it's about kind of like talking to the scientists that are creating some of these things, which is sort of like kind of cool mm-hmm. to bring understanding of science and scientific inquiry into the mainstream and meet our audiences where they're consuming content it's very cool i think science podcasts are so, incredibly cool yeah so and i think neil degrasse it, tyson is one of the most hilarious scientists ever he's a he's yeah that's why In his fact, podcast is so famous. he used to be wait i just read this i think he used to be a championship ballroom dancer get out i really? shit you not Sorry for those who don't like that word. But no, I'm not kidding with you. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I saw recent large Afroed photos of him in dance costume. And he looked like one of the Jackson 5. He was like in a Jackson 5 vest type leisure suit item. And it was fantastic. I've never seen anything better. That's cool. I I mean, way to be a well-rounded dude is all I'm saying. That is very well-rounded. That's extremely well-rounded of him. Like not to hole up in his little lab. Staring at stars, but he also, you know, boogies his little tushes off. I think it's great. That's awesome. And we He's all a need to wiggler. have. I love it. Oh, everybody sorry. needs to be. Da- Are you dropping again? No, but but even better usual. though. Even better though. Check out the name of the podcast, which is kind of fun. It's called Two Scientists Walk Into a Bar." Love that. <laughs> I know. Even right? better. It's even, I know. And so it says it'll be featuring scientists from G-Red, Gentech's early scientific research and development group talking about topics from cancer to superbugs. So it should be kind of interesting to kind of learn yeah. about all of the stuff. So anyway. And just so you know, if you're like me, you don't actually have to listen to the podcast. You can just feel good in knowing that you are you happy it exists. It. Yeah, exactly. That's me. I root for it, but I don't <laughs> have to listen. Because I'm sure there are people who listen to this show right now. We're talking about all these shows and they're like, I have to listen to that. I have to listen to that. There's no pressure. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Just be happy it exists in the world. That's my that's my stance. That is, it's good. And if you do, you know, listen and report well, back. Well, right. I'm not saying that don't would, listen. I would, why don't we should totally do that? So if one of you guys oh, yes. are listening to us talk about these things and you're super intrigued and you listen to the podcast why don't you come back and report on it and say well that was a really good one or that totally sucked or you know because there's been times when i i have seen 
this is so it's it's such a challenge because there's some people right now that are incredibly adept at doing online marketing or they've been bloggers for a long time or you know they know how they're copywriters and so headlines are fantastic the copy is great from blog posts the way that it gets out is really intriguing it does get you to you know listen and then you listen and i'm like oh my god this is awful <laughs> and so it's sort of like it, it, and so I feel kind of bad sometimes talking about these podcasts that we haven't really listened to because it's not like we're endorsing them. We're reporting. On we are. Re- we're reporters. We're reporting on them to so that you guys see what's out there, what the different topic, co- topics are, and you might be inspired. Yeah. But, you know, we'd love to. If you, any of you guys listen, send in some feedback. Audio feedback would be great. Yeah. Let us know what you think. You to tell us. And if you don't know the links, you can just click the little three buttons on the right there and hit our show notes. It'll link you right to it. Or you can go to ShePodcast.com. Speaking of people who are adept at marketing... Yeah. And online stuff and stuff that oh you're not God. adept at. Team Ooh. Podcast. We have to Team talk about podcast. Christine yes, at teampodcast.com because if you are just listening to our show for the first time, they are the outsourcing Mac Daddy for all the stuff in your podcast that you hate doing, don't want to do, don't have time to do, um, aren't good at doing. So they do everything. They do your social media. They do your show notes. They do your editing. They do the blog posting. They will write the stuff for you. They will transcribe for you. And then they'll shine your shoes when they're done. So it's like amazing. They can do it from all the way in Florida at the Keys in Florida. So it's amazing. Actually, no, but she's one of the, she's a very sweet lady. If you want to learn more about her, we actually interviewed her a little while back. So you can like go back and hear more about her. But check out teampodcast.com because... They are awesome, and I know the podcaster's laundry list is significant, and so they try to help with whittling that down. And I have to say that it's only getting longer. It's only getting longer, (laughs) especially for the next thing we're going to talk about, which is advertising and sponsorships, people. Talk about a laundry list. Boy, y'all don't talk even about, know. Talk about, oh my God, yeah. So this, okay, so. Y'all don't This was really know. interesting here, um, Jess, what do you, because, oh gosh, this is, anyway, Here's an article, and I don't know, did I post this or did you? I can't even remember which, who does what. Which, what this one is called Ads and Internet. Should we have to pay I to get rid of I posted it last ads? week, but we ran out, we, I didn't oh, think we right. would have time for it. So That's right. So just I clicked through this thing, and this is actually on NPR. So if you guys want to listen to this interview, because this is actually an interview with Tim Wu, who is... Woo! Who is, Woo. He just wrote a book called The Epic Scramble to Get Inside Our Heads. Actually, The Attention Merchants, The Epic Scramble to Get Inside Our Heads. Mm-hmm. And, um, hot topic. It's, it's a really hot topic. And it was, to me, I have, in fact, this exact problem that he states here was happening to me as we were reporting on the last podcast, on the last stuff, because I was going to their website and I was trying to get rid of all the crap. And this is what he says. He says, I think you spend, this is quote, I think you spend 50% of your mental energy trying to defeat ad systems, Wu says. It's amazing that we've got this great scientific invention, the web and the internet, and then it has come to the point where using it reminds me of swatting mosquitoes. Unquote. I think it's way better than it used to be. Is it just me? Well, what are you talking about? No, dude, I'm trying to stop the crap from coming in my face. Like, I can't read articles because there's video playing in my face. Is that on your phone or online? Both. On, on the phone, I have to say I'm way more Both. irritated on the phone. The phone is 
phone articles are sort of my nemesis lately because not only do you have to get, it's impossible to get rid of a pop-up on the phone, but then also you only get two lines and then it's read more and then you go to another page and then like this, there's a lot of times when something that? I want to so see, annoying. every paragraph is another page. It's like 10 yes. pages of, well, because they want more click-throughs and it's just so Lamest annoying. Thing ever. That is it annoying, is. I will say yes. But like websites, I feel like... I don't know. I guess, you know, I don't have that many pop-ups, although one did scare the bejesus out of me about an hour and a half ago because I didn't know that it had popped up. It was behind my... And I couldn't find what was open and it was a video. And it was... it was Anyway. Yeah. But That's I what bothers me. I don't mind the banner ads on the side of stuff. And I mean, I know that they get bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller, but I wouldn't say I spend 50% of my energy. That's a lot of energy. 50% of my energy is like worrying about how many emails are crawling up my inbox like if i have to spend the other on ads i'm just gonna jump off a bridge now i think that what he's you know it's interesting because i I, i'm an information that's part of my job is information culling through information you know curating content sort of making decisions for other people so that they don't have to go through what i'm going through Mm -hmm. and i have to say that there's times when i have not shared an article because I know what the experience will be like for the person clicking through, even though that article is really good because I'm sitting there trying to, where's the art? Like reading it. I just want to read it. And then there's all of these pop-up ads coming up in front and just stuff that moves along the page that I can't stand where I'm scrolling down and the ad scrolls down with you. I'm like the 1% of American people that's like, huh, that's interesting. How'd they really? get to do that? Yeah. Oh like God. I, like I, I cannot stand you have to it. realize you're talking to away. a person who at age 12 used to pull out magazine advertisements because they were interesting or sold the product in a cool way and put them in a scrapbook, like an ad, like I had an ad scrapbook before I was even in high school. What? I'm such a nerd when it comes, you to, are a nerd. When it comes to advertising, huge <gasps> scrapbook of ads. I mean, definitely. The, uh, I mean, I tried to see how many like absolute ones I could even find because there were just so many and just boggled oh, yeah, my mind. Like, ones. who's designing? But it wasn't even like the concept or that they were cool. It was just like the backstory. Who's designing all these vodka yeah. bottles? Like, who's the guy that's coming up with a goldfish or like a fireworks? Like, it was amazing to me. The creativity was amazing to me. And so, like, yeah, like when I see pop ups, I'm just like, again, I'm just like, wow, it's, I'm I'm like Don Draper. I'm like that's interesting. How does that work? And like, what kind of software do you need to do that? And who thought that up? And how much does that cost? Like, I never get bothered by it. But like, I'm like the probably only person on this call or any call that feels that way. Well, so I'm a hard nut to crack when it comes to this. But the question is not about the pop ups. The question is how free web content traps people into an abyss of ads and clickbait. The question here is, should the internet be for free? Or should we now pay for well, should is the, not the right question. Is it? Is it? I mean, Wu well, is saying like, I think is he's saying the, we the have of, to do it. I think it's a type of payment. So this is intriguing because I kind of put a, a quote here. I'm mind you, the entire the entire we could discuss a couple of paragraphs on in this article and go deep into all of that stuff because there are so many issues that he raises around advertising and how. And it's really interesting because there's been so much development um, Mm. around advertising to get people to click, just to click. 
you know, that there's been so much research that's been put in there that it really has become, it's like they're, they're focusing on the lowest common denominator, which a lot of people do. And it's just make it, it, the level of development just to get people to click is sucky. But he, but check this out. This is like a quote that I, I kind of wrote through here. And then he says, quote, this attention merchant model has spread to so many areas of our life where we're completely used to everything being free. But then the payoff or the exchange is that then we also agree to stuff that is compromised because it's always trying to get us to click on ads at the same time. So we have this bargain that we made, and you can call it Faustian, you can call it whatever you want, that we have decided that we have to have everything for free, and I think we're starting to pay for it in terms of our mental states. Unquote. (laughs) And then he says, like, if you really want to change, you probably have to pay for stuff, and then people are like, oh my God, I have to pay, but they do, because they pay for Netflix and HBO and Hulu and stuff, but like... I don't want to pay for the internet. No, I'm happy to. We'll see, but but here's here's what I am happy to pay for, like all the apps that I have mm-hmm. um, on my phone, like even the free ones. If there's an upgrade, I'll take it right away. Same. I never give a second thought to a dollar for an app. In fact, even five dollars, I'll be like, do it because it makes the my ads, life. Please, no, not even to remove the ads. Well, although that's true, but also because just the extra features. It's like, why am I going to use the yeah. The, the D-bag version of this app and there's a good version of it. Like, why am I suffering? Why make myself suffer over five? It's not, your principles should not be that strong. It's $5. You will waste more than that at Starbucks. Yes, you would. And it's a lifelong uh, purchase. So just do it. it. Yeah, totally. And you're supporting, um, little, you know, the developers. developers. Yeah. But still, but, but, but in any case, I will absolutely 100% choose to make, get those ads to go away because I can't stand it. They keep on popping well, so, but in here's my the face. Next question is like, I mean, what he's suggesting uh, though uh-huh. is not necessarily free internet, but we would have to pay. So like Buzzfeed, for example, like that one I'm on a lot. So what he's saying is like, I'd have to pay to get rid of the ones just on that. It's, it would be like apps where you'd only be able to pay for the one site. And then after a while, you're $100 because you read so many things on a regular basis. And I wouldn't want that. And then it's like, well, would you pay like for a Netflix of internet where you have a certain amount of people that are submitting content and for $10 a month, it would be ad free, but for the entire internet. But the problem is that each website controls that. You'd have to be like whatever you call it, ad-free compliant in order to be part of the $10 deal. And then it's kind of like, well, how's that? I mean, I'm just thinking in terms of like total technical semantics and Mm -hmm. not morals. Technical stuff, like each website would have to have their own premium version. And then it's like, do you create a whole separate version? Because the stuff is dynamically inserted and and built in as part of the code. Now you have to create a whole code-free version of like a site like mm. Huffington Post. Oh my God, right. it's like tens of thousands of web pages. Yeah. You could never take it out. I mean, maybe you could. I don't think you could. And the way I design, you can't. Like if it's a WordPress site, forget it. So I think that maybe like what I would pay for is you know the way that i the majority of the content that i consume is done via feed reader so you know i use feed readers and i just add the rss feed in there and i scroll through a bazillion jillion different sites for the most part i just look at headlines and then i click through to see the articles and what i love is when i can read the entire article inside of that app so i really just get 
the text. What feed reader do you use? Right now I'm using Feedly. Mm-hmm. I use Feedly and Unread mm-hmm. for um, both for iOS, but I've been sticking with Feedly a little bit more as of late because Unread has been, I have too many, I don't read it enough as much as I should and it crashes it a lot of the time and sometimes I only have a, a little bit of time and then when I open that up, it takes forever to load. Mm-hmm. And by that time, I'm done. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> so then, but Feedly has been working really, really well for me, both on iOS and on the on the desktop. And um, I like that because then I can really easily just read the content because that's what the problem is that I, at the the root of this problem is, you're in the middle of reading an article that is important or that you really need to understand or that is that is very well written and it's evocative and all this stuff and you're in the middle of it and then you see a flashing costume for for uh, you know something I clicked through three days ago and I'm like oh yeah oh yeah I have to buy the costume for the girls Mm -hmm. click and I'm off in into Halloween land yeah that's the problem because I because they've gotten so good at serving you ads that you in some way are invested in, like yeah, stuff you've already looked a at. A reminder, mm-hmm. right? All those little tiny, what are they called? Crumbs. Mm-hmm. All bread the crumbs. crumbs. Yes, br- the crumbs, the internet crumbs. The internet that they yeah, put in digital there. bread crumbs. Yeah. Yes, and so it's annoying because in the middle of you trying to focus on one thing, they're pulling you away, and it's it's not even like Facebook automatically does that because they have the news feed and you just lose hours of your life just scrolling through that. But it shouldn't happen when you're trying to read somebody's content that it's not about going to Halloween. That's what makes me crazy. It's, it's helping my, our own self-imposed ADD. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just helping that. So that's why I'm a little bit. But would you want to pay talk- for ad free internet? Is this the question? Would you pay for it? <clears throat> How much would you pay for it? Would you pay $50 a month? Oh, gosh, I don't know. It, you know what? I think I would consider it more if my girls were starting to use the internet more. Like the older they get, like if they get to be preteens or teenagers and they're doing a lot more work online, I think I would consider ad-free a lot more. Absolutely. Hmm. I would rather remove the ads from them because they, you know, they've never really watched regular television. They are, they're only used to watching things like Netflix and things like that, right? But I can tell the difference whenever we come over to Nanny's house and, like, there's a show that they're watching on, you know, Disney XD or whatever, you know, that they're watching on there because they have cable that whenever the, 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 whatever, the commercials come on, they get, they're like zombies. Whoa. You know, because they don't see that. They don't see commercials. They don't see that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they are really easy. I could see how it impacts them. And then all of a sudden, they remember the toys that were being advertised. Oh, mom, remember that one pink thing that about the stuff? I want one of those. You know, it's like they wouldn't even know that that thing existed if they wouldn't have seen yeah. a commercial for it's it. True. So that's what I'm saying. I think that if they start to get bigger, I, yes, I would. I actually, I, I do consider if they were doing heavy internet use, I would totally do it but bye ads yeah and i would pay something like 50 bucks a month hmm. yeah does, does that make you happy <laughs> i don't know but 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 the reason i'm saying this is that you know are we going to get to a point like that that it's like i that just poor? worry that if there does become ad free internet that the one that is full of ads is going to be you know it's like facebook groups the ones that don't allow ads are tolerable but the ones that don't have a policy 
all it is is advertising. I just worry because the internet is still somewhat of a combination of both. And like once it becomes that one is regulated, the other one is going to go just hog wild intolerable. That's what I worry about. Well, uh, it could be. And, and especially for, you know, as things start to change for podcasters and things like that, too. Because, you, you know, you're working in the industry. So how does that affect podcasting? And speaking of that, let's mm-hmm. move to the other because I'm sure we can bring it over here. Um, this other article uh, about endorsements. Endorsements in podcasting. Is there a need for regulation? Uh, dun, dun, dun. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah, it depends on, I mean, most people would say yes. But this, I think, is talking more about, like, medical audio. stuff. Because yeah. right now, audio, right now, I think what's happening is Paid in brand the audio world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the audio world, there isn't as much regulation as in the blogging world. The blogging world really does have specifics mm. uh, as to the things that you can and cannot do. Like, you know, you have to label everything. Affiliate. And affiliate Only if it's affiliate. You know. If it's a sponsor, you don't. I mean, you should. Are you kidding? Um, But anyway, but but see, what happens here is that people, people, I guess, are concerned that if we start to talk about something, we are endorsing them, but they're paying us. So, but we need to know that they're a sponsor and that we're not endorsing them. Is that right? Like we're just talking about them. That doesn't mean that we're endorsing them. Right? What, the FTC thing? Well, yeah, this thing, where it's like, just because... In the guides, um, it says, advertisers are advised that using unrepresentative testimonials may be misleading if they're not accompanied by information describing what consumers can expect from the use of the product and service. So, in other words, if the podcaster is talking about Meet Edgar, for example... Okay. It's only misleading unless the podcaster says it's this much a month and you can expect this much, but I guess off your to-do list or this much um, in, you know, an increased productivity. The FTC also states endorsers should avoid describing experiences with a product they've never used. I mean, that's seems that obvious. Sense. Right. Although I do have some podcasters that are doing that. Huh. Um, but is that a choice that you, you know, that's a personal choice. It's a podcaster. It's something I offer that they either said yay or nay to. Um, in, oh wait, let me go. Wait, endorsers should also further disclose any connection between themselves and the marketer so, of a product that could affect how consumers evaluate the endorsement. As in, this is my sister? Or as in, mm. I don't know. I have to think about that last one. Okay, so the first one is unrepresentative testimonials that are misleading to me that is feels like it would be more medical or beauty oriented like if i were to be like hocking a curl cream i have to say like it's not gonna make your hair curly my hair's already curly Hmm. it's going to do this if you have curly hair already which i think you and i are careful of doing you know that we say i mean i think i mean team podcast is our sponsor and i think i believe they know we don't use them to edit however we have used their services before right i've used them for transcription we've used them before and i do know but i think we're transparent we know christy we're friends with christy we right. interviewed christy like she's never edited one of our shows that's true but 
I have used some of her other services. I know they're smart, and I know lots of people that have used their services. And to me, endorsement, see, is... That's why I'm confused. Well, because here's the thing. Endorsement, they are thinking of it as... Remember, like, the athletes, and they would be like, tough acting, tenactin. And you know that, like, that person's got athlete's foot, and this is how they cured it. Or at least that's what you're supposed to think, right? That, like, when Jamie Lee Curtis talks about Activia... She's got like a lady problem that's being solved by the yogurt or something, right? right. But like we're not saying that necessarily, but that doesn't mean it's not, endorsement is probably the wrong word. It's like advertisement and endorsements I think are different. So this is saying concerning the use of endorsements and testimonials in advertising. So they are separate. Endorsements and testimonials obviously are separate. Testimonials, that's obvious. But endorsements and advertising are different. So what my podcaster is doing, and I'll just say, because like Dave Jackson is doing a, um, uh, you know, a, uh, a sponsorship by um, Emerald City Editing. And I believe he edits. And even if he didn't, um, I believe he's already, he's had an editor. I don't know. I think he edits the shows himself. But like, he's just advertising the service to his listeners. He's not necessarily right. endorsing it, except to say, try them out. The guys, re- you know, I didn't hear it, but like, I heard it was a great read. They seemed really happy. No, I actually did hear. I just don't remember it. But like, it was a great read. It stated what the services were and to check them out if you're interested. He didn't say anything about like, they're the only ones I use because that's false. That's misrepresentation. That's false, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. But that's what we do with team podcasts yes. as well. Exactly. Because we'll just say like, this is what they offer. Chrissy's great. You know? Yeah. It's a, I think that there's a different, there's a different feeling of it than for us to say like, this is what we use and this is all we do. The endorsement is is John. Yeah, we we do. That's right. We do have an endorsement. endorsement And we endorse John because that's who we use. But like, it doesn't mean that we don't endorse Christy. I've sent clients to both on a weekly basis for months now. But like, you know, it's just a matter of which thing you need. One does right. one thing and one does the other thing. But I think that's the point. So, A, it's misleading if it's not describing what you can really expect from using it. B, I mean, and again, I feel like that's a beauty or a medical thing. And then B, don't advertise. It says don't. It doesn't say don't advertise. It says avoid describing experiences with a product. Like, don't say uh-huh. you're going to silky smooth finish. You can't right. do that. And I agree. That's some fuzzy lie in there. If you never used Harry's razors and they're one of your sponsors, just say they have great razors and it comes in the... You can't say silky smooth finish on my face because you've never used it. You don't know. And it's a lie. Right. I think it just says don't lie. And, and then disclose connection between yourselves and the marketer that could affect how they evaluate the endorsement. Ah. I get a silky smooth finish. Okay. But also I get laser surgery so that I don't have hair on my face maybe. I don't know. Or... I I don't know what other connection could be made between themselves and the marketer. Maybe Christie's my girlfriend, right? And then you would have to and say, of course you she, would have to disclose it. Right. She, you know, she's my girlfriend, and of do. course she's going to do my work first because we're married, right? Right, <laughs> right. We're not married, by the way, but right. But yeah, so endorsers should disclose whatever connection they have between themselves. So I'm trying to think of an example. Like, I mean, John is my other podcast host. Maybe that's good. You know, that's kind of a connection. Yeah, and also, but maybe it would be something like Libsyn. Like, I would have to disclose. Like, if Libsyn was an advertiser for the show, and yes. I would have to say... I work for them. I work for them. Yeah, and we do like, always say, when we mention yeah. Libsyn and its services, Elsie's biased because she works for them. Right, totally. So I think we're in within... Well, we're not evaluating that. We're within guidelines. But we're just discussing what they are. But like... yeah. 
it's interesting to do that from like a are we within the rights and we are i think yeah and i think you know what's really interesting as well which is something that i've heard in other people's podcasts and this is a line that starts to get well i guess this would be really like bonus content for the advertiser as well because you know in the podcasting space generally you come in and you buy a chunk like you buy like a quarter mm-hmm. right worth of episodes and that and you'll be the sponsor for you know 3 months of a of a podcast and then maybe you decide that's it for you as an advertiser maybe you just want to give a quarter uh, of of the year for, for ad whatever but maybe that podcaster continues to talk about you not because they're promoting you, but because your product comes up a lot. And this happens a lot with um, uh, tech podcasts and things like that, because there are certain there are certain apps and pieces of software that we use a lot. Yeah. And we continue to use and we will mention a lot because it's part of our workflow. And maybe they were an advertiser for a quarter, but they're no longer an advertiser. But I continue to mention them because I'm using them all the time. So it's sort of like you have to say like, well, they're not a sponsor of the show, but I'm still using it because I love it. This happens a lot with with podcasters. And what ends up happening because of that is that you end up wanting to buy the product even more. Yeah. (laughs) Because the podcaster is using it even when they're not the advertiser, even if they were before. So that actually comes into play a lot. So I don't know. But this is probably going to be a bigger conversation, particularly as as the space grows, you know, because it's it's brought to the attention a lot. The FTC has, has come to see all the stuff that's happening in Instagram specifically, you know, with the images and not disclosing in certain images and people wanting what you have and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And in Snapchat, same thing. But although even Snapchat, though, it seems like there's, there's also a um, – particularly with stories – sponsored stories and things like that, that you can see it. But it's, it's a, I, I believe now we'll start to hear a little bit more about it in, in podcasting, right? Yeah. Gimlet uses, it says Gimlet uses music so that people they know do. that they they're like it. little jingly commercials. But the whole mm-hmm. point, I don't know if I like that either. The whole point well, of doing it actually a podcast. Sounds really good. And not, it sounds good, but like that's a radio ad. They're doing radio thing. The whole point of doing sponsorship for a podcast is that it's a host endorsed, like authentically, like in yeah. you know native and it's thing. Different. It's supposed what, to be native, not set apart as a commercial, right? And but but for them, that's what they're doing because they are coming from the radio industry and they do believe that that's really important for people to know the difference between the content of the show and what's happening now. I think it does, in some way. M- it's okay because there are certain shows like, and I, I think, I don't know if we've talked about this. I don't remember if I talked about it in this uh, episode or this podcast about, you know, oh yeah, I think it was last episode or Elsie's yoga class. You know, it's a yoga class. So there really wouldn't be a, an endorsed ad as I'm teaching a class. So I figure for Elsie's yoga class, I would have a separate something to have my ad at probably between my intro and the beginning of the class. That's how I would set it up. And I think for the Gimlet shows, a lot of the content that they're doing or everything that they're creating has a story. It's like they're already telling a story that has, for the most part, 
nothing to do with the advertiser. So it would be sort of weird、mm-hmm. for you to break in the middle of a movie. Could you imagine you're watching a movie and all of a sudden the actors stop and go, like, hey, guys? <laughs> That's why there's if product placement. Do, yeah, exactly.、Right. Well, there could be, but a lot of the time, it's, you, know, you can't product place with audio. No. Unless you go, like, oh, I just opened my can of Coke. You know what I mean? That's true. And, it's, and so you can't really do that. So there has to be this g- gentle way of kind of moving into the transition, whatever that might be.、Um, so I, I was laughing with a,、um, a host a client this morning,、uh, Daniel J. Lewis, because、um, he has a predominantly female audience for his podcast about Once, the show Once. Mm-hmm. And you know that Lola is always looking for sponsors. Oh my God. And so he was just like,、oh、maybe I should just take them. <laughs> and I was like, I would love to hear the segues. Oh my God. That, that would be funny because I've seen that. And I would love to, you know, something like that I think would be great to offset. Or I don't know, because it's like it would be so random. Well, but、What、there's a lot、know? of what he said, you know, is actually, you know, there's a lot of very strong female hero types in the show. No,、okay. there's absolutely no way to do it smooth in a, it would be awkward no matter、way. what. It's awkward. And yeah, hila- yeah. But it's hilarious even just to think of it. But like, obviously, certainly it's not an endorsement. No. And it certainly can't be a testimonial. It would just have to be an advertisement.、No. And then you can't just be like, well, while we're talking about feminine anger, <laughs> like, that's odd. You can't do that. You can't talk、no. about being angry. Can't talk about, I mean, even being uncomfortable. It's just like, well, what do you know about it, dude? So, anyway, I mean, but it's just funny to think of that.、Um, yeah. You know, that you have to be, yes, that you have to be transparent and not have like too、uh, subtle of a transition. Um, and, then, and then actually, the FCC just says consumers have the right to know if reviewers are providing their own opinion or a paid sales pitch. I 100% agree with that. And in fact, I would say in life, as in advertising, don't be a big fat liar. The end. Just don't be a big fat liar. And I think most of my clients are pretty cautious about that, actually. Sometimes annoyingly so, like in the case with Daniel. <laughs> Well, no, I'm kidding. I didn't pitch that to him. He was just laughing、right. about it. But, like, yes, there are. And I mean, for, and actually, there's other clients that I have right now where, you know, like I was trying to find shows for one service. They only use the other service. Even if the service doesn't care, they care. Like, I have one that's like, you know, like MailChimp or AWeber. And I won't say which one I was trying to pitch for, but the person used has used both and really hates the, the one that. Ah,、uh, right. You know, she really only likes the other one. And so it's like, well, I mean, both services are fine. Both ser- they, again, it's like with Christy and John, they just do different things. AWeber、mm-hmm. is a down and dirty, get your email out. MailChimp is like very pretty and designy, but, you know, maybe you don't need all that.、Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, don't, I haven't seen the inside of AWeber in a while. They may do some social stuff the way MailChimp does and so on and so forth. But if you really like one or the other, you can't talk about the one without sounding like a jerk. Right. Like if you, Especially if you're, yeah, yeah. You hate MailChimp. You can't just be like, oh, and you could, you could try MailChimp. That's not a, <laughs> it's not a, who would pay for that? So yeah, <laughs> they should be fussy and I'm glad they are.、It's、just sometimes there's advertisers that are hard to fit. That's all. Yeah. No, and it's true. And, and what happens, you know, that starts to kind of fall into、um, what if you're part of a network and, you know, that your network head sells. The package of all of the pack of all the podcasts inside of that network. Are you talking about like an advertising network? Or are you talking no, about no, no, no?、Like、I'm talking about、one? like like podcast one, yeah. So, like, yeah, they have part、Harry's、of that network and stamps.com and and... Exactly. So, they have that. And then, what if, and, and you know, and what if 
then you now you you know are now- I just saw an article about this. Hold on, I literally just saw an interview with Patsis about this with who with the guy Norm. Oh, you did. Yeah, really? Norm. I haven't come across any of that. The stuff. Normster. The Normster. Yeah. So let me see if I can find it because he said something really interesting, and it was like it was mostly about sports. It was about sports in podcasting. And there was a little bit of a back and forth. Here it is. Let me just see if I can find it real quick. So the question is like, I always hear the same ads pop up. Me undies on it, blue apron stamps. Is that by design? And were they hesitant to get involved? And he says, we do have a core of advertisers. All of it is direct response. There's a call to action, which immediately leads to buying a product. Sponsors can measure that. They know it pulls. The listener's much more influenced to buy something if the host is talking about it directly. Then you add in there's a fraction of the commercial load. You may get four spots in one hour long show. You may get 16 in an hour on sports radio. So they can really put in a lot more when they're talking about sports. I forget why we were talking about this. Oh, the network. Oh, right. We were talking about when yeah. somebody is part of he a network said, and all of a sudden right. they Thank have you. to sell And the these. guy said, I hear the same ones. Is that by design? And he said, yes, we have a core of advertisers. So does that mean, I, I don't listen to podcasts one that often. A, does that mean that like it's not Adam talking about them or does each podcaster have to talk about them and then it gets inserted into their own shows? Each podcast uh podcast has to talk okay. about them. So I I listen to a lot of the my fa- one of my favorite networks now is relay.fm. That right. I, I listen to like the I listen to about 70% of their podcasts. And so I know who their advertisers are. They have to do an odd spot for all of the ones that they are all doing. Now there are some like the Pen Addict podcast that has that has advertisers that are specific to that specific show, right? Because they are about pens. But they also have an overall advertiser that, let's say, buys the entire network. Right. So there's, there's, there's two. And, you know, with the Relay FM, uh, FM stuff, they generally either – they at least have two advertisers per episode, usually three. And they have the spots through, throughout, the, throughout the, the podcasts. Now, their podcasts are fairly long, so they are usually – I think the, the shortest one is 60 minutes, but they tend to go between 60 and 120 minutes. So it's two hours if you think you can, you can sell three spots in there. Um, Mac Power Users has them as well. They, you know, they used to have ad red spots, meaning – I mean, producer red ones within the podcast, but now what they've done is that each – co-host now takes their time to create an ad for themselves. They're basically just talking about the product and it's inserted into the final episode afterwards. That makes sense to me. You know, because it's easier for them, especially when they're going deep into a specific conversation, instead of like stopping a conversation and doing an ad, they usually insert it, but it's by them. Like they, and they tell personal stories. So it's not like use one password because it's the best password management app that there is and seen Mm -hmm. you know they usually tell you a story you know my grandma just lost her computer and blah 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 but because i you know put one password in her computer then it was all but you know so they do kind of in depth and they do very specific things that they that they use Mm -hmm. in there so yeah so but what i'm saying is like what if like they they're also really specific about the apps that they use and they're really loyal to certain app developers. So what if, what if it was like the whole iWeber MailChimp thing? What if like I was a huge MailChimp fan? <laughs> A-Weber. And A-Weber just bought the, you know, <laughs> whatever. What I'm saying, you know what I mean? 
like, what if all of a sudden I'm now having to talk about something that I, that's not at somebody that Big I Big friggin' deal. Well, I'm, I'm a, a web designer. Here's the thing. I have, uh, let me just say this. If I was doing a podcast about having an agency, building one from scratch, podcast advertising, whatever, I could very easily talk about the benefits of every CRM you can think of because I have signed up for every single one. And I have canceled and then re-signed up for some of them several times because that's how flaky I am when it comes to this issue. So I have used right. Insightly. I have used ProsperWorks, Pipedrive. I have used Sorted. I have used Streak. I have used HubSpot. I've used Contactually. You bring on the advertisers because I could say something nice about every single one of them. I know exactly what every single one does and why I don't use them. And I'll even say I loved Contactually. It's really, really, really great at this. It doesn't have project management, which is why I don't use it, but it's amazing. It is an amazing contact organizer. Amazing and not expensive. So, yeah, of course you can talk about stuff you don't use. Like, similarly, because I was a web designer, I've used AWeber, I've used MailChimp, I've used ConvertKit, I've used Infusionsoft. I could endorse any one of those things. I've touched all of them. Squarespace, WordPress, Wix, you name it. GoDaddy's website tonight. I what, have struggled that's, that's in every single one of those tools like wow. a boss. Webcast tonight. But do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, yeah. why do you have to be a current client of that? I mean, actually, if the advertiser is smart, they'll give you either access mm-hmm. or a sample so that you can say, hey, I tried the socks on. They're pretty fucking warm. You know? Right. But yeah. socks. I would love to have a, a sock, sock advertiser. advertiser. Yeah. Well, name your sock. A warm sock name your sock, Elsie. I like cabin socks. By in fact, I'm going to call them right now because they owe us money for just that mention. But um, <gasps> cabin <laughs> socks by um, Yak Tracks. Y a k t r a x. These socks are wool on the outside, and then they have like the fuzzy. You know, like they're. I think you talked about. I'm them sure last I time. did because I bought 800 pairs at Dick's last year. Um, they have the fuzzy, fu- the fuzzy fuzz fuzz on the inside, like the super soft fuzzy fuzz on the inside, and yeah. they're wool on the outside, like a boot sock. It's the dream. And mm, then even their, <laughs> look at her, she's she's <laughs> licking her lips at the thought of a warm sock. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're my favorite, dude. I'm a big. You That's give the me beginning socks of our show, right there. I mentioned socks, and she goes, mm, "Num num num num." <laughs> so funny but yeah yak tracks i'll even send you here i'll even put the link in our show notes oh my god dude because i totally just did a sponsor for them you don't you did and then i'll fall in love but then dude we're gonna have to cut it short here because i'm gonna have bye. to go but no <laughs> just kidding, just bye. bye 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 no um, i guess i, I mean you have very pesky morals and ethics, I think, when it comes to advertising, because you don't see any gray lines yes, whatsoever. Do. And I think you can be just like the podcast. You don't have to listen. Just be excited it exists. But you just have to say, mm-hmm. I haven't heard. I mean, I did say, like, this is cool. I heard five minutes of it. And you said you didn't listen. Like, you're very transparent. But that doesn't mean that you can't, like, advertise for it, right? Or does it? No, that's true. I mean, I could talk about them. Like, yeah. And I think part of it, there's a there's a part of it that's really freeing. Yeah. To not having done it or, or touched it or listened to it or watched it. You can do that. And there's something freeing about that. It's like, what a cool product. That's neat. Well, but like, I just thought of stuff. But then like, there's my Lola. 
Like we we couldn't really right. for medical and no reasons that are anyone's business. Like you can't we can't really have that or you know or like for example blonde hair dye. I'll use a better example yeah. for blonde, <laughs> blonde hair dye. Like we can't really yeah right. We can't talk about that ever. Neither one of us is ever going to ever use it. No. But does that mean we could never take them? I mean, we do have women podcasters that listen, and what, for whatever reason, maybe they need to dye their hair blonde. Could we ethically take them as a sponsor? That's the question. I would do it if the it depends on the chemicals inside I'm it. Vague. You know what of I mean? Of course you like, would. That's actually how we do it. But if it's like, you know, totally non it's not going to mess with their in the insides of their bodies putting the chemicals in their hair and having it soaked through their skin if that's not an issue dude be a blonde i hey no right. no problem i'm cool with that so it, it is it would be a, a, a different question would you be able to take a sponsor for plus size clothes yeah. you would totally talk about like Winnie b or torrid or lane bryant or whatever like if it what if it was a yeah. show that didn't include me what if it was the elsie show I could talk about it. You would totally it. have like a... Pl- First of all, three of you could fit into those clothes. <laughs> Does that matter? You say no. no. Well, so there's your answer. No, because there's some people... Because I'm so... I'm sure that there's people that are looking for clothes like this. Like I could... I see the need. Well, so I then... See the need. Why is it different if it's MailChimp or AWeber? You see the need. They have the money. Just say something nice and collect your check like unless you really hate the product and you know it's difficult well that's what i'm saying like if i was a a plus size woman and i had and i had used a specific clothing brand and i was like these oh my god these clothes fit so well they have like the greatest style they're so cool and then there was another one that was like big huge moo's that had no (laughs) class they were really really dense and thick and i looked like i was a big tent Mm -hmm. Then no, then I would have something to say and say like I'm not sure I can say anything nice about this because I do not look. Good However, that's not the question. The question is, can you, Elsie Escobar, size two, authentically sell anything from Lane Bryant? Yeah, I would have to talk about. Ethically, would you like, do research to find clothing? out if fat girls like the way it feels or what? How would you know? What if it's dress? I wouldn't do research. I wouldn't do research about how fat girls like to wear their clothes. I would do research on where they're making their clothes oh you're such an elsie god in the factory i know you just elsied all over that question (laughs) you truly did i don't know where they make the clothes but i can tell you which brands are uncomfortable and which brands are comfortable and not not even to say that they'll ask you to talk about how comfortable they are but yeah i mean i'll just i could totally do it (laughs) I could. Well, then that should answer your question. Everyone else's question listening about whether or not you can take a sponsor for a service that you've never used as long as a you really do see a need like you said and B, you know that you can appreciate the fact that it exists without actually having to be a client Mm -hmm. like a candy box of the month and you've got 100 cavities. I would still sell the shit out of that because how fun is that candy in your box no just kidding candy in your mail every month so fun there are so many in the box items Candies. my husband was getting There's pen so in, a box, in the box it's crazy and it's th- he oh every God. month he's like a kid at christmas Ooh, what's in here how about we do some two like really quick mentions of the weird and will wild show of the week and then we okay, call it go first okay so i found this one it's called phone stories Ooh. It's uh, Pop-Up Magazine is experimenting with audio storytelling on the phone. Ooh. So every two weeks, a new story is available as part of Phone Stories Project. Currently on its 16th episode, each story is designed to accompany listeners throughout a mundane task of everyday thought. So basically, you call a number and the story is 
told to you Wait. on the phone. Like, as in, like, you're talking to the, you call on it the phone. It talks to you or you talk to it? No, no, no. You call it. You call mm-hmm. this number and then it tell, tells you a story in your ear and then you're done. That's not a podcast. <laughs> Is it on iTunes? <laughs> I don't know. I just know that I called the number and I had a story told to me about a tattoo in my ear for two minutes and it was not no? bad. No. It was like somebody talking to you on the phone that you don't have to talk back to and then it, the conversation's over. Boom. <laughs> I mean, that's a super fun concept, but not sure why it can't just go on iTunes. Like, why does it have to be... <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked if it's on iTunes I or love not. It. It's kind but of experimental. I thought that was an interesting. It's experimental, so I thought, like, wow, that's kind of cool. So you call a number, and then it's sort of like you call a number for a podcast instead you know of going why to iTunes. I would to put subscribe. this on so. my. I'm going to put it in my contacts, and then if you're on a terrible date or like shopping with someone you can't <gasps> stand, oh yeah, you call it because then the you person can, can literally story. hear someone talking on the other end. You're like, I have to go. I have oh, to take yeah. this. Excuse, I gotta go. Yeah. Oh my god. That's, that's what right. it's good for. I mean, and a good story. That's really good for. Yeah. All right. Your turn. Well, mine is Euphemet. It's a new, I mean, I don't mean to keep like talking about my clients because that's not why I decided, but this one is so cool. I just have to tell you guys about it. Like it basically is by this guy, Jim Perry. Um, and he's kind of an artist, art director type, but the show covers like the, it's like paranormal investigative stuff, kind of orphan black with a little bit of the show fringe. And if you've never seen that, Elsie, that's next on your list for Netflix. Oh, okay. Fringe. Oh, it's Fringe. Yeah, amazing. yeah, yeah. I know Fringe. He's yeah, this week. I, he had I, like yeah. the guy from Ghost Hunters on to talk about that. He's had psychics on, occultist people. Um, it's just fascinating stuff. A and E's been sniffing around him to see if they want to do a show around his podcast. So that's mm. part of why it's interesting. But also, it's just like I don't know. It's Halloween, and I just thought you know, creepy stuff is fun. Cool. Creepy, creepy stuff, stuff is fun. So. Uh, it's, cool. it's, here's the description. A show about the unknown and our relationship to it. Broadcasting from KHUH 100.3 FM in Seattle. Euphemet is a show about the strange, the unorthodox, the paranormal, and most importantly, the experiences of people living on the fringe of our known reality. So interesting, right? Oh, it is. Yes. So euphemet.com, cool. E-U-P-H-O-M-E-T. But I will also put it in the show notes. And links are going to be the show notes, which you can access if you're on your app it's actually when you're looking at our like cover art there's like a little link on the right there in the middle and you can just click it and it opens up our show notes did you guys know that i know it's pretty cool you got to go a little deeper in the podcast app but for any other podcast app that you listen to that is not apple's podcast app it's a lot yeah sorry that was for Um, itunes yeah so before we go, just giving you guys a heads up again, please come to PodFusion, our uh, oh. one-day event that's part of the yes. amazing PodFest in Florida, Florida, the third week of February. La, la, la. So you go to shepodcast.com slash PodFusion, and you get a chance to kind of work with us and each other in yes. doing that event. It's going to be an very amazing interactive, time. Very even with very hands-on, absolutely. creating stuff as yep. we go. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be great. And there's going to be the She Podcast Awards that are going to be showing up at the same time as well. So it's going to be awesome. ShePodcast.com slash PodFusion. Mm. Please come and see us. It's so worth your time at the third week of yes. February. And uh, at, when you sign up, use the coupon code ShePodcast when you sign up to get a little bit of um, yes, extra bonus. some cash back cash or back some cash you. off or one of those. Mm-hmm. Cash off. Cash That's off, it. Yeah. Cash off to you. Yay! Yay! Um, 
And if so, you have, have any feedback? Do you have any feedback to tell us? Feedback at shepodcast.com. I have some feedback. You, you did great us, this time, Elsie. Have, this was a great show for you. Oh, oh. thank you so You're much, Des. That's You're my so feedback. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can email feedback at shepodcast.com. You can use uh, audio feedback. We love that. Um, and what else is there? That's about it, right? You can join our group at shepodcast.com slash yep. group. You and you can there. find us on Facebook at ShePodcast, Twitter at ShePodcast. Uh, the website is shepodcast.com. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash shepodcast. If you want to give us a buck or two a month, support the information that you've been getting. We would really appreciate it. It'll help buy our Halloween costumes this time around. Uh, and thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening and Yay. giving us all your all your notes. Uh, I Ooh. guess I guess John's leaving. Yes. And as Isaac would say, bye guys. <laughs> bye guys. And again, uh, John, who saved our episode for last last time. Thank you, John, Hooray for working so hard. Audio editing solutions dot com. You can get the diva package, and he can yes. totally help you guys out. He's an amazing editor. Um, he has yeah. your back, man. Partner has in crime. your back. Thank you so much. Thank you guys Partner for listening. Love you. Mean it. Ruff, ruff, ruff,